Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your host. Hello, enthusiasts. This is correspondent Bryant Yeager. And today we have Ryan Eldridge, the Public Relations and Communications Manager for Dorney Park to talk about their new for 2024 attraction, the Iron Menace Roller Coaster. So Ryan, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate Ace throughout this process. You have all been great partners and we're really excited for Iron Menace coming in 2024. So Ryan, before we jump into the new attraction how long have you been with the park and what led you to your current position um i'm coming up on my two-year anniversary at dorney park and um kind of just stumbled on this job by chance i actually was working in a government position for the state of pennsylvania and um to simplify i was looking for something that was a little more fun um that uh, could help me tap a little more into my creativity i, I love video and um, photography work and so just kind of in having conversations with people around the Lehigh Valley um, and uh, central Pennsylvania is where I'm from, just kind of stumbled on this job being available. I had a conversation with our former GM, uh, Mike Fainel. And um, next thing you know, it's like I, I have the application submitted. I'm talking to Mike in an interview and some folks from, from Cedar Fair and um, talked it over with my family and was like, man, this is like, I can't believe that this is a real job that like someone wants me to do this. Um, and just from my background in, in different things, different experiences, whether it was journalism or helping with sports teams or um, school sports, anything, I just kind of felt like it was just like the right fit. It, I had all the you know skills necessary to get this job done. So um, that led me here uh, tail end of, wow. 2021 headed into 2022 I think is when everything kind of wrapped up and um, then I was here for the whole 2022 and 2023 season it's been a wild ride. I'm just curious what kind of went into the planning of Iron Menace and how did Dorney Park and Cedar Fair land on B&M and land on the dive coaster? So there's a lot of different um, things that come into play and there's a lot of different parties and different people who have a say and ultimately what we end up with right um the thing that i will say is that there have been discussions for years about getting capital of this caliber of getting a ride of this magnitude specifically a roller coaster um and headed into 2020 there was a plan which i know enthusiasts know well to get a roller coaster in here well then obviously COVID 19 happened the world changed a lot uh they pumped the brakes on that plan which once again was before my time but i I have, a, I have a pretty good relationship with Mike Fainel, former GM. So um, we've had discussions about that. And so when we finally kind of got our head above water, just like a lot of businesses, we started to kind of evaluate the process again, look through things. Uh, at that point in time, we had a new general manager, Jessica Naderman, who's great. Um, she's been here about a year and a half. And um, she started kind of evaluating uh, along with some of uh, the higher ups at Cedar Fair and some of the other folks who would have a, a stake in this. and Ultimately, when you talk about the ride, and I think it was at that point it was decided, you know, we knew we wanted to do something four years ago. So now we, we still know we want to do something. We just got to make sure the economic environment is correct. And 
um, that that we feel good about capital as a park and that we're situated to do that with remember all the challenges through the pandemic I think a lot of people forget staffing and um, whether or not you could you could get supplies to and from the park and mm-hmm. um, even utility concerns there's a lot so once you got through all that stuff you start to reevaluate and we knew we still wanted to do it um, BNM was an obvious partner not just because of the respect that we specifically Dorney Park have for BNM, Talon is a fantastic ride. Hydra's great. We've had a great working relationship with them. Uh, also, the folks at Cedar Fair have a great working relationship with BNM, which I think is evidenced by some of the projects that they've worked on together. Um, Fury comes to mind, but there, there's certainly others, right? So, um, when you talk about that and working through that dynamically, we knew the footprint we wanted to use too. We wanted to use that Stinger location. So now you know you know the plot um, specifically where you want to be. Um, and so now you start to look at models, right? And it's like, okay, well, we can probably fit five or six things in there for our budget, what we're looking for, the you know level of thrill that we want it to be. And so we found out pretty early on that BNM was probably going to be the best partner in that, um, at least for our part, right? It's, it's different for every park. It's different for every company. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of partners involved. And then from there, it was just deciding about, okay, well, you know, now you, now you know you want B&M. We probably had two or three things we could have done with them. And we just felt like the dive because there was nothing like it in the Northeast. And when I say Northeast, I guess there's some confusion about that, but it's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, <laughs> and up, right? So Virginia is not part of the Northeast. We know there's one in Virginia. But um, so we felt that our competitors would eventually pounce on it. And so we, we wanted to be the ones to get it. We felt like it was the right ride. And then we started looking at theming with Ken Parks and his team, um, who's our uh, director of creative development. And we felt that of all the rides that we could have gotten, this one matches kind of like the heart and soul, the history, the context of a story that we wanted to tell when we started to get, we were talking a lot about moving into theming um, as a park in general. And when you look at um, a blast furnace specifically from the steel industry, the dive it just kind of gives you that perfect vibe, right? So everything just kind of came together. And I'd say really is kind of, it, it accelerated um, last year. And, you know, we kind of, we saw it out until we got to that date, uh, August 10th, when we finally made the announcement. So uh, years in the making, but a lot of the groundwork, a lot of that hard labor was done over the last year. Well, and I think one of, you know, the things that stood out to me at Dorney Park was the fact that y'all have so many, custom layout rides and attractions there so it's not something you can ride anywhere else so it's it's great to see you add another attraction that you can only do there kind of to go segue right into our next question you know dorney it's been around in some uh, shape or form since the mid to late 1800s which is unique in itself yeah and you kind of touched on the pennsylvania history and the steel history so what are guests going to experience as they approach the ride and as they walk through the queue line and into the station? So there's a lot of moving parts, um, but I'll tell you what our our vision is, right? And certainly depends on different factors. It could be a longer term vision or it could be the immediate vision of what you're going to experience when you first get here. Obviously, the priority is building the ride. Uh, and then from there, we're going to theme out. So what that'll look like on opening day remains to be seen but our vision for that is that as you're coming up and you cross over the tracks where the zephyr is and you could make the right and go to the zephyr station or you could stay straight um 
in the footprint where we have the Dorney Grill and Possessed, where we want to build out an environment that goes from that area back to Ghost in the Machine, which is our new haunt attraction, where you'll feel like, um, in some context, you're always going to feel like you're in a theme park or an amusement park. But we want to give this idea that you've entered a themed steel yard space. Um, and so with that comes retheming overall, whether we're looking at Cedar Creek Flyers or Possess, what does that look like? Do they, do they get name changes? Do they get repainted? Um, new store, what does that look like? Do we, do we, what do we do with possession? So we're looking at all that stuff, even something as simple as like the facade of a bathroom, right? We want it to feel like Bethlehem Steel. Like really that's the goal because um, Hiram McTavish was trying to build a competitor to Bethlehem Steel. That's the crux of the backstory. Uh, he failed, obviously, um, but we wanted to have the same vibe, the same feel of like you're entering into this environment that takes you back to the 1930s Lehigh Valley. So that's that's the ultimate goal. Um, and then obviously that would be built into the queue and the station, um, which is complemented by Ghost in the Machine, which is a, a fall attraction. But uh, we might have some tricks our, up our sleeves with that, too. So. Stay tuned. I think um, the collective creative vision is there. Um, how we get to execute it, I think, is really incumbent on when the ride itself gets done, because the train and the track are the two most important things. I, I look forward to it. Um, you know, going to Carowinds earlier this year and seeing how they kind of reinvigorated that area where aeronautical right. landing is, you know, it's it's awesome. So um Definitely Agreed. looking forward to see kind of what y'all muster up over there. And you kind of touched on this. I, I follow Dorney Park on social media and. Hey, thank you. I saw, I saw that y'all have a Halloween hot maze ghost in the machine. That's themed to kind of tie into iron menace. Yeah. So can we expect to see this maze to stick around and expand into future seasons, even if it is just Halloween hot? So the goal is definitely to have it there for the fall. Um, we are having some internal discussions about what we could do with that space. Um, clearly, it's built to be a haunt maze, right? Um, but are there ways to have that haunt maze available during a media event um, or during we're, we're actually going to be doing a season pass holder exclusive? So is there a way to incorporate it so that the folks that maybe didn't realize that like, hey, this is going to be a Halloween preview thing to get you gassed up for um, for Iron Menace? Is there still a way to reincorporate that? And I will say this, too, um, regardless of what happens with that attraction, because, you know, you got to get monsters haunts a whole different piece. <laughs> um, the facade itself ties into the theming beautifully and it's going to remain there and it's it is a fixture um so to speak whether you talk about the sign that's there that's neon or some of the smoke elements from the stacks um but the queue itself is going to run along the one side so another facade another side of the facade it will be completed to feel like the factory um and as everybody knows i'll just caveat it too that when you go through bethlehem steel you can't walk through every building and a lot of it is just your eyeballs from the outside. But I do think that that adds to the ambiance and that kind of adds to like the whole flair of, of all of it. So uh, it will be a signature landmark and hopefully we can have it to the point where maybe it's a little active depending on, you know, maybe an event or something like that. That's what we're talking about right now. Yeah, it, I I love, I'm a, I'm a sucker for tie-ins that are relevant to the park. Like, I, you know, you go to a, <laughs> You go to a Halloween event and you've got a tie-in to the park and it's it's so much more 
of a, an interesting and engulfing experience. So we haven't really talked about the coaster yet, but you were talking about where it's going to be located. It's a very condensed area and oh, yeah. some of the stats on this thing make it look like it's going to be crazy. So are there any first of its kind elements on Iron Menace and what are some of the, the ride highlights uh, beyond that? Yeah, I mean, well, the first of its kind is the tilted loop on a BNM dive. Um, so part of the reason that we were adamant on, I mean, everybody loves superlatives. So let me just get that out of the way. Because the reason you're adamant is because it's exciting. I, yes. Um, but really, the reason we were adamant is because we were really adamant that we incorporated the Zephyr into the build out of this ride. So not only will the Zephyr go through the station, which I think is really unique and awesome, because it's the Zephyr is what saved the park during the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. um, and we think that the Iron Menace is what is what is going to position us into a bright and exciting future. So we think that the two rides are essential to what Dorney Park is and what we also what we want it to be. Um, and we think it's really important to tie in that history. So the, the way the tilted loop works outside from the Zephyr going through the station, which is exciting. That's an element. Right. Um, is that it's going to kind of like lean over the Zephyr. And if you actually look at the animation, you can kind of see that. So um, I think that that's really cool. It's kind of beautiful in one of those aesthetically pleasing ways. And if you're a history buff like me, um, that's something you'll you'll really enjoy. And I think it's a cool way to get the train involved in the ride, too. Like if I don't like roller, it's like I don't I mean, I do. But if you're like, I don't like roller coasters, then, you know, you could ride the Zephyr and still get to enjoy like it's almost like a new experience. Right. Absolutely. Um, so for, yeah. for people who like trains, um, I think that'll be exciting, too. So I think that's a really cool element of it. Um, certainly the uh, it, it ties a lot of stats with Dr. Diabolical. But um, I we we know just from from looking at what we look at that a lot of people from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, um, even New York, New York City, they come down here a lot. Um, they, you know, aren't necessarily pound the doors down to go to Texas. So <laughs> I think um, us being kind of like uh, a sister to that in a way is really special. The nine, the 95 degrees is awesome. Uh, the train with the seven wide is really special that that's being built in France. Um, so I think there are a lot of the elements. Great. There's a lot of elements on this ride that I think are going to be really exciting. The theming, I think I tell people all the time, I think is the most for me as someone who grew up around the Lehigh Valley is, is the most special um, that we, are going to have something that feels like our own, um, which is probably the first time we've really, I think, done something to this magnitude. Steel Force is probably the last one. Like Steel Force is so such a signature ride that when I send uh, an eagle sitting on Steel Force to the news stations, you know, they share it, right? Yeah. So um, to have something like that again that everybody's excited about, I think is um, certainly special. But there's a lot of, I think there's a lot to get excited about the ride, um, the, the speed itself. I think it's great. It's going to be compact, tight, fast. Um, there's not going to be any breaks. Like there's no break, uh, which is great. It's like it's a lot like Talon, honestly. Where mm -hmm. I think people get on it and be like, I thought it was going to be. I, the one criticism I see all the time is like, this is going to be short. And it's like, okay, but sometimes it's because the sh the reason that it's short is because you're packing so many elements into such a tight space that we're not really giving you a chance to like catch your breath. And that's that to me. To, not not every ride is going to be the same. Not everything needs to be that. Not everything needs to be a steel force where it's you know over two minutes and it's long. This is going to be one of those experiences that's quick um, and fun and and hopefully you're just like I want to get on again, right? So um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. 
yeah, having having ridden Dr. Diabolical's cliffhanger, that extra five degrees on that drop is a pretty wild element when you compare yeah. it to some of the more classic dive coasters. And one of the things that definitely stood out to me was the fact that there's no mid-course break run or anything like that. I was getting at that. I didn't want to call yeah. out directly, but that's, I mean, to me, that's huge. That makes it vastly different for those of us that kind of really understand that, right? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, and there's there's nothing negative about this, but it's some sometimes it's kind of what you expect on a ride like that, yeah. and to not have that is going to create a pretty wild experience. Yeah, like I said, I to me, it, I initially thought to myself like, wow, like not the ride itself, but the experience is going to be a lot like Talon, where it's like, oh my goodness, it's, we're still going and we're still hitting elements and it's fast, and then then you're done and you're like, man, I got to get on that again. So I'm hoping yeah. that it's the same. And you know, Talon's 20 plus years old now, but um, I'm, I'm hoping it has the same effect. Recently, we saw on Dorney Park social media that the track had begun to arrive yeah. and that y'all were starting to pour footers. And I just want to say my condolences to the Phillies. I saw the Philly flag oh. on the uh, <laughs> on the track. I'm getting blamed for that, you know. Everybody's, everybody's <laughs> mad at me because I put the flag on the track. And so apparently that was the kiss of death. But uh, oh. I think the real kiss of death was was uh, some, some uh, pitching and in pivotal games but uh it did get here and actually since we sent out that update um you're i think the first to hear this but we we just got the other um three pieces of so it's st one two three and four for the station and uh they're all here so we have we actually have four pieces sitting in our overflow lot so it's uh looks a lot cooler with four instead of just (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah um it's pretty cool to get them shipped and, and be here and i mean that makes every little there's a lot of little things that make it feel more real but uh, seeing the track here on property is definitely making it feel real so i've i've seen your your video updates the the menacing minutes which are a lot of fun Thanks, where do we go from here we've got footers we've got track going up uh do y'all have a timeline of when the ride will start going vertical I was actually out there about an hour before our conversation. So really the um, the catalyst for the beginning is they're going to start pouring the footer for ST1, which is station one. Uh, and that should happen within the next two or three weeks. And then from there, we, we anticipate that we'll be able to start getting the station in position with actual track um, and start working on the platform. And, and then from there, it's, it's the lift hill. Um, so that'll, that'll all probably happen over the course of, uh, the next couple of weeks here. And, uh, maybe by Thanksgiving, we'll all be thankful that the lift hill is being erected. And, um, I think to your point, that's really, for me, that's gone vertical. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully within the next, uh, month here, we'll start to see some significant progress on the actual physical space. Definitely looking forward to that. So Ryan, what are some other projects and events that Dorney Park is going to roll out for the 2024 season? Um, the big thing we're, we're, we're um, trying to work with as many partners as possible to target. I, I don't know if people notice, but our operating calendar hasn't been released yet. And that's because we're trying to identify the best opening day for us, um, not only with the construction of the ride, but then some of the dynamic theming elements that we like to complete. Um, and uh, we have been opening kind of middle of May. Um, and I think there is some desire to move that up a little bit so we're working on some things can't say for sure that's going to happen but i think that's a big thing for us is opening day and um 
and then we'll be getting the water park ready for its opening day, which is usually, you know, depending on when it happens, usually like the week before Memorial Day. So that's a big, big week for us. We've done a lot of um, food and dining upgrades. I'd anticipate we're going to do a lot of that this off season as well. Um, we're always doing infrastructure updates too, which is one thing that I really love about this park um, that you don't see everywhere is that we um, are, <laughs> it's always a running joke too on our <laughs> fan pages. Like we got new trash cans and new toilets and it's like, okay, it's funny when you're not getting a roller coaster, but now that you're getting a new roller coaster, people are going to really notice how bad the toilets were if they were bad. <laughs> right? so, um, so I think that's all good stuff. Um, the event that uh, I'm always excited about is Halloween Haunt. So that'll be back next year. Um, I think we'll have a, a spin on the kids fall event. Don't know what that's going to be yet. I mean, I know in the chain they've moved to tricks and treats um, could be a potential. We do great pumpkin fest right now. I'm, I'm sure that'll hang around in some aspects. So I'm not sure what it'll look like yet. Um, we're still talking about, uh, we're going to do 4th of July. We go big for fireworks. Um, I've been uh, talking with, with uh, ACE specifically um, our Eastern Pennsylvania region here about, um, doing a little something for Thunderhawks uh, slash the coasters 100th birthday. Um, so I'm sure we'll have that. And um, I know working with Ace, we we normally do uh, clowning around with Ace for Alfundo. That normally happens earlier in the season. So we'll probably do something there. Um, not sure what we're going to do for like a big summer banner event. We've got some plans, but uh, nothing concrete yet. Uh, I think everybody's familiar with Grand Carnival. I'm not 100% sure that it's going to be making a return. Could be, um, or it could be something different with, um, you know, maybe a more regional flair. So we're kind of working through that process right now. And uh, once we kind of get all those ducks in a row, then we'll be ready to launch. So I'm excited. I think 2024 is going to be a great year at Dorney Park. Well, Ryan, I, I love to hear all the stuff y'all are working on and going to have to make a trip out there to ride Iron Menace and check out some of your events. So I want to thank you for jumping on the Ride With Us podcast. Thank you. Everyone who's listening, if you're not an ACE member yet, make sure to check out the ACE official website to learn about how to become a member. Also, make sure to check out ACE on our social media accounts. And we thank you for listening. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.